Hey folks, welcome back to Grit and Glitter Wrestling, a brand new independent promotion based out of the Northeast here in America. My name is Harvey Vasquez. My name is Ed Fear. And we're joined this week by someone who also booked their own show in the past 12 months out on the West Coast. Their name is Brian Bell. Hello, lovelies. Yes, yes, I am very happy to be here as the the latest addition to the broadcast team at GTW. I hope to bring some of my expertise to uh, to the to the booth with all of y'all. We are so happy to have you here, Brian. You are the 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 reigning sovereign supreme of of queer wrestling, and we believe that like you have the extra spark needed to really to really elevate this uh, this this mere little fledgling, this little chickadee of a promotion. Oh, I don't know. I think y'all have been doing a pretty good job here. I'm just here along for the ride and to feel the vibe. Yeah, in the past couple of years, live streaming of wrestling has really taken off due to technology, due to all these things, being able to go on what what is it now? Triller. Uh, <laughs> Go on, tri- go on Triller Plus, <laughs> go on Powerbomb TV, go on uh, all these different websites and stream live wrestling. Watch the matches as they happen. We, taking a step back, you know, inspired by people like Tony Storm, looking back at the past, we're taking our wrestling to the radio. No visuals, just us calling the action. You get to imagine in your head how, what, what you're seeing. Yeah, it's like um, it's like when you listen to like the baseball game. On the radio, and you get like the like play-by-play and all the atmospherics, but like none of the watching of baseball. You say that like it's the best way to watch baseball. I really love baseball on the radio. <laughs> I, I do too. I do too. As someone who like basically cut their teeth like it, call, calling like college sports at their student radio station, I am there with y'all on. That. Yeah, there's something so relaxing. So we're gonna try and translate the the like relaxing vibes of baseball on the radio to to our first annual indie women's royal grumble yes that's right this is a brand new idea that we just had somebody i i was explaining this to a friend of mine they said it sounded similar to something that uh the federation does i'm not familiar this is a brand new idea that we had we've sort of workshopped in uh, our headquarters over the past weekend the idea is 20 independent wrestlers in a battle war where, it, where the entrances are staggered. Every battle war, they just start with all the people in the ring at one time. And you're just like, yeah, that's okay. But like, I didn't, I wanted to see the fun entrances. I wanted to hear the music. I wanted to see people wearing feather boas. Where are the feather boas? That is why we are here to fix it with this idea where you start with two people and then every two minutes, somebody new enters instead. Yeah. Right. It's all about the entrances. I mean, let, let's face it. You remember how many moments from any like large scale like battle royal. Right. The Royal Grumble is all about the big entrances. Who's going to be there? Who are the surprise entrants? What's their you know, what's the crowd reaction going to be like when their music hits? Is it going to be a, an old favorite, a veteran coming back into action? It's going to be an upstart, someone who's going to like surprise everyone by outlasting their competitors in the ring. This is what the Royal Grumble is all about. The surprises, those big moments, those shocking twists. Now, truly shocking, because I don't know all 20 people who are going to be the match. M doesn't know. Brian doesn't know. Each of us privately, we're given the, the GGW checkbook. We're told we would go out, book a handful of wrestlers, 
whoever we chose. As long as they're from the Indies, as long as they're wrestlers of marginalized gender, you know, we can not want to be getting into legal trouble with AEW or anything like that. Go out, hire whomever we want. We each chose a batch of people to represent on our behalf. And because Valerie Pancakes was supposed to be with us today before she fell ill, we allowed her to have like a couple of picks as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to, you know, still rep for our for our gal pancakes. She's not feeling good. Send out the love. Go, uh, go find. I her heard his Twitter. motto: the kissing disease. Oh. Well, I mean, I you know people love kissing on that pancakes. It is true. Yeah, I mean, who can blame? So I mean, I think that's. Is that all the pertinent information? We got twenty people here. They're gonna be battling it out to. What do they, what do they take home? Is it a cup? I haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, we're 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 working on it. We were told that it's going to be um, some form of vessel shape. Uh, we weren't promised a cup. Um, maybe a large bowl. Like a or, vase, maybe. Like a, hmm, a, yeah. a terrain. Yes. Yes. A gravy, um, a gravy boat. They promised you could carry. <laughs> Look, we had the budget we had. We blew all of our budget on all these 20 competitors. So instead, we had to, you know, take what the trophy store had left. So they promised you could carry liquid in it. That's all I know. It might be a big, like, gilded milk jug. I mean, who doesn't love some nice gilded jugs? <laughs> you said it. I thought. See the record to show that Harley made the jugs joke. Not me. Not me, the pervert. It's Harley. <laughs> The secret Canadian pervert. That's the agenda for this week. It is the Royal Grumble. 20 wrestlers battling. <laughs> thanks to our own creativity. Thanks to some magic dice. The order of entrances have been chosen. And uh, we will see whom survives to the very end. We are on the call. Is that it? Is that everything? Yep. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Actually, before we get to the action, everybody knows that one of the best parts of a rumble is the surprises. And so in that spirit, I actually have a surprise of my own. Oh. This is something that uh, has been in the works for a couple of months, but it is finally finished as of this week. It is a true surprise. Emma has no idea what I'm talking about. Brian doesn't know. None of the Glitterati know. This has been a hard to keep secret, if I'm being honest. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's about to happen? But in the spirit of the grumble, what perfect time to spring this surprise on you listeners and on my team. From Brooklyn, New York, they are America's premier wrestling-themed rock band. And this, for the first time ever is Jobber with brand new Grin and Glitter theme song. Oh. Ah! Oh my god, I can't wait to hear it. Oh my god.
top-notch stuff there, Harley. Oh, that rules, Harley. Yeah, that's your that's your belated Christmas present. Oh my God, it's the best <laughs> Christmas present ever. I can't believe I can't believe they did that for us. That's incredible. Oh my God, I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> We're not kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god that's amazing incredible incredible harley like i'm just bowled over wow wow oh okay shit we gotta do this <laughs> the following contest is scheduled for one one phone is that how they do it how do we do this <laughs> that's a royal grumble. I think normally they'd say it's, it's like it's now it's time for the royal grumble or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, people of all genders, this is the royal grumble. We already covered all the rules. You don't need to know them. Entering first is the competitor who drew number one, Jocelyn Navarro. And the opponent who drew number two, formerly of Pittsburgh, now based out of Texas, the one, the only, Ray Lynn, coming out, middle fingers blazing. <laughs> as always. As, as always. As should. <laughs> <laughs> that was very interesting. The number one and two, both veterans of Enjoy Wrestling, both known throughout the the, the Midwest there, y'all's area of, of operation a bit, um, but also people who aren't wary of traveling and showcasing their skills else places. This should be very interesting. Yeah, we've got we've got an interesting matchup right off the bat with um, Jocelyn's power and, you know, just Raylan being kind of like an overall like uh, surprise powerhouse in the in the ring. Interesting to see what these two can do while it's just one-on-one, but it's not going to last for very long. Yeah, it's always a bad draw, number one and number two. Now, our Rumble is only 20 people, so they've got a stronger chance than uh, some of these 30, 40, 50 people Rumbles that we've seen in other promotions. But it's going to take some hard work for these two to make it, to run the, the run the gauntlet, let's be honest, right? Make it all the way to the end. We're only a minute in. Yeah, I mean... Those of you who've watched other like large battle royal or um you know rumbles like this or you know other you know rumbles that may happen in other promotions who who can say um what do you think it takes for someone who's coming in first and second place what do you think it takes for them to survive honestly I think number one obviously is stamina you want to have you want to have that gas tank to be able to get you to the finish line here because these matches are always marathons. Um, but also I think you want to have a bit of grit to you and, and maybe a little bit of like, like a lack of shame in a way, because like sometimes you just need to grab onto that bottom rope and just hang on for dear life and, and ho- hope that no one notices that you're there. Sometimes you just slip through the cracks, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, and it, honestly, it takes a variety of skills to make it, to make it past a certain mark in these type of matches. You really do have to. Oh. Go. Number three, speaking of the devil, it is bad bad luck of the draw. Your enjoy wrestling champion, Edith Surreal. Oh, Ooh. 
interesting name between Edith and Ray Lynn. That's just that's just the luck of the draw right there. People from the outside would you know you'd watch this and you'd be like oh that's like that's booking this is clearly fake no this is the random luck of the draw and Edie and Raylan going at each other hard uh, maybe a preview of the next enjoy wrestling show actually yeah hey there you go there you go enjoy we already you know we're, we're giving you guys a little bit of a free free preview match setup for your coming show in March cough cough make it out here to Pittsburgh PA for enjoy wrestling on March 9th return of the enjoy Enjoy Odyssey. It's their version of our match that we created here. Right? I mean, it's just... Yeah, so this is a real preview. Although I don't believe Edie will be in the Odyssey because uh, she is the defending champ. She she is the Odyssey. They have yeah. to... If she can make it there because Jocelyn and Raylan really double-teaming her at this point in time, things are not looking good for Edie right now. No, but yeah. Edie has has the heart of a champion. Edie has has the. I don't think Edie is one to let the circumstances overcome her in that way. She's not going to stop fighting back here, as we already see her trying to throw some some elbows to get out of the corner here. Like, this is this is just par for the course for, for Edie right. Surreal. We're about twenty using... seconds away from her next entrant, who hopefully will be somebody that can help Surreal out. Otherwise, they're in even more trouble. I would say. Oh, well, we've got an escape now because Edie's using those long, long limbs of hers to get out of that get, get Raylan off. Entry number four. Oh, take it up. Take it. Entering, entering with a huge, huge, huge audience reaction. Taking the top rope right away. We've got the one, the only, the legend, Dark Sheik. Wow. So the, uh, this can go either way. I mean, Sheik and Edie, well familiar with each other. As opponents and as friends. Oh, very, very true. Yep, and it's looking like it's looking like Dark Sheep got Edie's back for now, and they're taking on Raylan, and boom, out of the ring she goes by Raylan. Raylan, our first elimination of the night, thanks to uh, the double team. Do they have a team name, Brian? She can surreal. They they don't uh, they don't really because they only they've ever really teamed together. But th- this is an interesting di- like dynamic that we're seeing here for the first time. Obviously, the two have been rivals, frenemies, if you will, for years since the the first big gay brunch back in 2020. But you know, it doesn't mean that they can't cooperate from time to time. And who would uh, who would you want to have at your back if not the master mold, the mother brain, the high priestess of Hood Slam? That is correct. And I mean, I think that, you know, it's clear in conversations with Edie and just in like the general like attitude about, you know, queer wrestling in, you know, 2024 that you don't get to eat a surreal holding major titles without Dark Sheik helping pave the way. So there is respect on both sides here. These rumbles, you always get strange bedfellows, right? You always get people teaming up, even temporarily, that you might not expect. So you don't know what could be born here. Exactly, exactly. These these teams, these makeshift units, they, they definitely make sense within the body of the match. But also remember, at the end of the day, it's every person for themselves in this contest. So eventually this is going to break down. We might get that clash. Oh, here we go. Entry number five. Oh, business is about to pick up. You hear the dulcet tones of Paramore. It is the submission... <laughs> The submission sniper Jordan Blade coming down the aisle to enter the ring. Oh 
Well, I'm losing it. Uh, can't can't have a Jordan Blade entrance without without me just screaming my head off. Um, oh, and right off right off the bat, like everyone knows, she's going after ankles. She's going after she's going after shins. She's going after arms and elbows and any joint she can grab. Treating Jocelyn Navarro like a rag doll there in the ring. Poor Jocelyn, been in there since number one. It's only been uh, coming up on seven minutes, but that that can take your toll when you got somebody new jumping you every two minutes. Very much so, especially someone with as deft a knowledge as Jordan Blade has of manipulating joints and finding new ways to manipulate bodies over the top rope. You know, she has not just known for her ground game, but also a series of suplexes and throws that could easily Mm -hmm. toss someone right out of this contest. Yeah, I think something that's underrated with Jordan Blade is that Jordan Blade's got power behind everything. You've got lots of technical wrestlers who, not to say that they, you know, don't have power in their own right, but like, the, the technical wrestling, the, the joint manipulation is to kind of make up for the fact that, like, they lack some muscle elsewhere. Jordan Blade does not have that problem. No, not at all. We're about 20 seconds away from entry number six, entry the match. Still only one elimination so far. Rail in, hidden the showers. As we come up on our 10-second countdown, who, who do we... I think M might have been surprised by Jordan Blade entering as early as she did. I think she might have thought she'd be out here later. Two, one, entry number six. Well, you know, I love my West Coast people out here, but this person, I think, can fight for multiple different regions. Coming out of the subspace division, it is one Sandra Moon, fresh off of her her trip over to Japan, back on the West Coast, former Pride-style pro champion, just all around outstanding athlete is coming here to make her mark in GGW. Love to see it. Love to see, love to see Sandra Moon back in the country. Love to see Sandra Moon out here repping on the West coast, repping the West coast. Uh, and have not seen Sandra in a lot of these type of big, big, uh, uh, rumble style matches. So excited to see what she can do here. Well, clearly she's getting uh, down to business real quick because she has made a beeline for Jordan Blade after taking a couple of shots at at Cyril and Navarro here. And they are just going at it, trading shots. Oh, ducks a clothesline for Blade and up. and Oh, no. Blade has been tossed up and over the top rope by Sandra Moon, almost held herself on the apron, but just could not maintain it. A quick exit for Jordan Blade. Unfortunate to see. Oh, so sad. And who would have predicted that that Sandra would come in and immediately be lined for Jordan? That's a really interesting choice and a smart, a, like a very smart selection on her part, because until until she had done that, Jordan Blade was really like really becoming the focal point of this match. So big, big surprise elimination there. Oh, you might not notice her if she's not streaked in blood, but it is one of GCW's top, top stars at the moment, Rina Yamashita. Oh, this could change this whole dynamic of this match, honestly. This is this could turn everything on its head because, correct me if I'm wrong, there are no disqualifications in a, in a, in a uh, Royal Grumble match, right? That is correct, and if if. If uh, if her, her time at GCW is any any indicator, we're gonna see some we're gonna see some interesting uh, stuff come into this ring real real quickly. 
just a reminder, you can get out if, if someone is sliding out of the ring out of their own decision, out of their own choice and not going over the top rope. That is perfectly legal within the bounds of this match. So who knows what's lurking underneath that ring for Rena to take out? Yeah, I hate that rule, by the way, listeners. I try to enforce a 10-second countout in these matches so you don't get a Jerry Lawler situation where they hide under the ring for two minutes. But the rest of the glitterati shouted me down. They said, no, it's entertaining. It's nice to see some hardcore action in this match now. It's going to be really fun to see what Rena can do. Uh, we've got some technical wrestling. We've got some power wrestling. We've got some flyers. We've got Dark Sheik who can do pretty much anything and has been doing everything and has also been doing uh, her time in GCW recently. So, like, I am curious to see how these bedfellows shake out. Rena's up at, and there is a chair in the ring already. And I really hope y'all beefed up your light to budget. Honestly, uh, I mean, what we lack in light tubes, we definitely made up for in uh, bags of thumbtacks. That's a good substitution, especially. And I think Rita agrees. Yes. <laughs> you remember the thumbtacks, right? You took the gummy bears out and put the thumbtacks in. <laughs> There's the buzzer. Entry number eight. Speaking, Brian, of the West Coast, it is Lara Frazier. Oh, Laura, of course, well acquainted with Dark Sheik, wrestles regularly for Hood Slam. They seem to be working together here early on. And honestly, at this point, we're coming up on entry number nine soon. So we're not even halfway through this match. It makes sense in these early stages to form some, maybe short term, maybe not, alliances, work together, thin the herd a bit. And then when the dust settles, worry about who... Who's better than whom then when it gets down to the final two or three? But right now, when you have six people in the ring, I say work together. And that definitely works out whenever you have half of the ring uh, being Hood Slam alums with Sheik, Sandra, and, and Lara now. Um, that I mean, it makes total sense that they are uniting against the other three at the moment. Yeah, poor Jocelyn Navarro. Been in there since the since the start. I don't think I've seen her on her feet in about five minutes, it's just constantly being ragdolled, hit with chairs, having the ankle worked over, being tossed about. I guess the one saving grace in all that is if you are flat on the mat, you're not going over the top rope. That's right. And nobody is nobody is trying to get her out as, as of now. It seems like they're just trying to keep her down. I mean, it's a smart strategy considering she's probably the, the, the most powerful woman still entered into this match at the moment. So, as we've seen, the Hood Slam Alliance working tight together as entry number nine is waiting in the wings. If it's another person from Hood Slam, I fear for the roster in the ring. Up, oh, somebody ready for a workout in that ring? Because we've got the one and only Delilah Doom entering. So much energy from coming from Delilah. What a fantastic entrance. Another hot prospect West Coast name coming up in, into this into this match right now. Of course, you know, deceptive power, deceptive speed at times. But we talked about earlier about having the gas tank to, to make it to the end of one of these contests. Who better than Delilah Doom to personify that? That is so, so accurate. I mean, we're talking about someone who is like probably and and she's in good company in this ring but she is probably at the moment the slight the, the smallest person in this ring 
but makes up for it with just having the energy to go all the way here. If she can not manage to get thrown, tossed right out by one of her more powerful competitors, she could last till the end. Hey, look, I speak for for all short kings here when I say that uh, big things come in small packages for sure. I think Delilah Doom definitely has what it takes to. Oh, oh, oh and right there already, there, like she's already doing it. Rina Yamashita's on the apron. Oh, oh, and she's out. Oh my gosh, who saw that coming and landing right on the chair that she that just got thrown over? Oh, Rina. And the Hood Slam Alliance paying off because. They are going after Jocelyn now, and as I said, she was down on the mat for a while, but next thing you know, she is three feet in the air. They just picked her up effortlessly, dumped her over. Jocelyn Navarro, starting at number one, now eliminated from the match. It's just gigs all around in that ring right now. Man, we've got a West Coast like domination happening right now in the ring. What we've got, we've got we've got our Dark Sheik, we've got Sandra, we've got Lara, we've got Delilah. From Indio, California, it's Chantilly Shala. (laughs) Chantilly, a surprise entrant here, not usually booked this far up here in the Northeast. She tends to work mostly out of WOW, mostly out of the West Coast there. Almost almost like a distant cousin of Ray Lynn. They, they could pass as twins in some worlds, but Chantilly, just personality-wise, such a different, like so bubbly, so friendly, so nice to be around. She's doing autographs for people waiting outside the arena before the show. And especially this week with the Coachella lineup for the year being announced, Chantilly could not stop gushing about that. She told me that she has just been blaring, no doubt, nonstop ever since. I mean, just what a bright, bright ray of sunshine we've got coming in from California here. And, of course, our West Coast domination continues. We've got half our competitors in the ring at this point. Oh, and what have we got going on here now? This is what we're saying, the Hood Slam Alliance. Once again, Chantilly and Delilah trying to work together, the WOW veterans. But, unfortunately for them, they're down one more person because Sheik and Moon and Lara triple teaming Edith Surreal and Orange George Champion has been eliminated. Ah, uh, dark. I guess that alliance was a uh, short-lived. Short-lived. I mean, this is always the way it's going to go with those two. Like, it, they they can they are definitely friends, but whenever they step into the ring, there's just something different that comes out. Sad to see Edith gone so soon, but. You know, now we're now we're looking at what completely all West Coast competitors in this ring. Entering up and speaking of energy in this ring, we've got someone who you may have seen in brief spots in AEW. You may have seen internationally known for her work in Gato Move, known for her work in TJPW in uh, in TJPW. The unstoppable Mesa Not from the West Coast, from the East, the Far East. <laughs> I mean, when, where does the West Coast stop, honestly? <laughs> you just keep going West, and eventually you're in Japan. Exactly. Exactly. No, May, May is a very interesting name to pop up in this match, though, because 
I feel like she wrestles a completely different style than a lot of the people that are in this ring right now. Also, you know, as we talked about with, with Delilah, you know, having that, that lower center of gravity can be a very, a very, um, like advantageous attribute in, in a contest like this. Absolutely. I, I tend to think that our wrestlers who can kind of fly under the radar and, and rely on their speed as we're seeing right now with May, if you can't get, if they can't get her, their hands on her, then they can't get her out of the ring, right? Like she could just keep going by, by force of just, they can't catch her. We are still West Coast strong in the ring at the time, but we have sort of, uh, it seems like they're pairing up or somewhat. We've got the Hood Slam Alliance of Sheik, Sandra Moon, and Lara Frazier on one side. We've got Delilah, Chantilly, and Mesa Ruga on the other. Coming up on entry number 12, who will, will turn the tide one way or another, it seems like, whether whether they're from the West Coast or not. Well, whoever it is, they're going to be entering into a chaotic mess right now because these two teams have just met in the middle of the ring and they are just trading blows back and forth. This is breaking down. Entry number 12 from the West Coast, from the Northwest, (laughs) she is Canada's own Nicole Matthews. Oh. West Coast strong, but the Canadian West Coast. So it will be interesting to see who Nicole sides with. Nicole. Nicole is a real wild card to be thrown to this mix here because she has a proud storied history as just a complete shithead. But the past couple of years, it's maybe turned a different leaf, maybe more of a, of a babyface veteran, I would say. In some ways, for sure. But you got to remember, like... She is a shimmer icon. She is someone who has a long history of superb performances and reaching top spots and winning in big moments. You know, I think really between this, her and Sheik are the the two most experienced people in this ring right now. And they both uh, know what it takes to get done, to get uh, something like this done, this, this kind of victory sealed away. We have not had an elimination in a while. The ring is starting to fill up. We're at seven people in the ring. That's a third of our field. So pretty soon something, something's got to give, I have to think. That's very true. I mean, the more the ring gets crowded, the harder it gets to, uh, to really maneuver and to – and honestly, the more dangerous it gets for anybody who is like hanging out near those ropes or near the, the corner. You know, that you want to try and like thin the herd a little bit here to just increase your ability to, to survive to the end of a contest like this. Oh, it looks like we are sticking in the Pacific Northwest for this one because we have uh, <laughs> one of the emerging young stars of that region's independent scene, Amira is entering the contest now at number 13. Uh, come, <laughs> she has shown her medal in the ring, obviously, both her technical prowess as well as her ability to get straight up dirty in the ring. If you just go back and watch her death match with Drexel at Prestige Wrestling not too long ago, Amira, clearly a, a name to watch as, as she enters this contest. Em, I'm starting to think we should have just booked this show over in the West Coast, and we would have saved so much on plain fare. I promise this is not my influence. 
I mean, work gets out, Brian. We know that, like, you know, you you recruited some wrestlers, and then they recruited some wrestlers, and that's why suddenly we're getting, like, lots of people coming forward being like, hey, we heard about your grumble. We want in. Here's our airfare cost. Hey, you know what? Matches like the Grumble make GGW a destination for people all over the world. Think about it right now. Yes, we have a lot of people from the West Coast, but we've also had entrants from the East Coast, the Midwest, Japan, all over all over the world at this point now that have come to GGW because they understand that whatever shape that vessel that holds liquid is in, it is something to be prized and cherished. That's right. I'm really hoping that it's not gilded milk jugs. And unfortunately, it will not be May Saruga taking home the jug. Saruga eliminated once again by, you guessed it, the Hood Slam trifecta. My God. Are really picking to- up picking up the... Something's got to give there soon. Somebody's got to work something together to get one of those three out of here. Who are we... Like, what is going to undo this trifecta? What is... Go- Right, we got to break up to this West Coast domination from a Texas-based wrestler, the chosen one, Promise Braxton. Promise is a name that if you are not familiar with, you're going to want to get studied up on real quick. Promise is back from her time in Japan. She does a lot of time for uh, Booker T's promotion, Reality of Wrestling, where she has been champion on at least two occasions. Promise hails from my hometown, Pittsburgh, PA, where she used to be perform wrestle under the name London Ali. But since moving and basing herself out of Texas has just really transformed as a wrestler, as you can see here. Incredible technical prowess, lots of speed and power to back it up. Entering as a house of fire, we were just we were just talking about this. Something needs to be done about that Hood Slam Alliance, and it has been done. Lara Frazier is out of here. Excellent, excellent work. See, Promise coming in and fulfilling that promise by helping us kind of break down this hood slam, this the, the hood slam domination here. Exactly, exactly. You posed the question and Promise clearly entered to show herself as the answer right now. So alliances are breaking down. Who knows what what is going to come from, from this right now? We've still got a lot of people in the ring, though. I want to say we're up to ooh, seven or eight people at this point, and we've still got another six waiting in the wings. No one ever said when did the grumble would be easy. Dark Sheik has actually been in the ring for the longest at this point, but that's that veteran prowess. You can't even tell. No, she does everything with, with a a sense of ease. You know, this, the grace that, that she that she battles people with. Oh. Number 15. Well, speaking of grace, I think with, with one Japanese wrestler gone, another Japanese wrestler is definitely making her way to the ring to represent for her nation. It is Vinny. Vinny has made her way to GGW and the Royal Grumble and has made a beeline for Dark Sheik as she enters the ring. That's right. They are it's it's sorry. I'm sorry, folks. It is so chaotic in there right now. I can't even tell what's going on. There are bodies left and right. Fists are flying. Nobody has been eliminated yet. Lara Frazier, Mesa Ruga are out of here. We've still got eight people in the ring. Chantilly Shella and Delilah Doom working together against Nicole Matthews and Amira. 
promised Braxton and Sandra Moon duking it out while Sheik and Venny face off center ring. Oh, wow. Wow. Seeing some interesting work from Sandra Moon over there. Got Nicole Matthews holding court, taking down, taking down our younger competitors. Yeah, it's just mayhem. It's hard to even see, like, who is actually still in the ring at this point. A lot of close calls as we're getting closer and closer to our number 16 entrance. And again, we're just seeing such speed. We're seeing such speed from our, like, from from Delilah, from Chantilly. We've got Promise Braxton. Entry number 16 is Sawyer Wreck. Oh my god. <laughs> if there's one person you did not want to see this late into a Royal Grumble match, it is Sawyer Wreck. I mean, it's in her name. She's coming in to bust heads and throw people out of the top rope. She wants this more than anything. But I think what she wants more, even more than that, if I could actually correct my previous statement, is to bring violence to these <laughs> these competitors. Yeah, you, you can feel the palpable shift in the ring right now as, as the other competitors are taking stock of Sawyer entering, and she is in no rush, clearly happy to be the biggest bitch in the ring right now. I was about to say nine people in the ring... Things are getting full, but we are down to seven. Sawyer, effortlessly, Sandra Moon, Delilah Doom, grabbed them both one hand, tossed them both out. Moon and how, Doom, out of here. How dare uh, Sawyer pick it on some, pick it on the little ones. Like, that's what you have to do to, to get, get ahead in this match, though. You need to <laughs> divide and conquer. And Sawyer Wreck is very, very apt at doing that just pluck them up like a field of flowers toss them right out what this means is that the hood slam alliance that really dominated the first two-thirds of this match has been disassembled it is dark chic left alone repping hood slam at this point that's true but do not forget sawyer wreck is a former uh best athlete in the east bay champion out at hood slam so there might we might see another Another alliance here for me. We got another From the West Coast, Care of Hood Slam, Vipress. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> well, there you go. Things are about to get complicated. <laughs> yeah, Brian, catch us up. Catch, for people who don't follow Hood Slam, catch our listeners up to speed with what's going on lately between Vipress and Dark Sheik. Oh, my God. Um, look, not all relationships are, are good, <laughs> let's just say. <laughs> and um, not to mention the fact that Sawyer Wreck is in this ring, and Sawyer Wreck kind of threw fi- like oil on the flame of that whole thing not too long ago. So I don't think that uh, there's any real love loss between Vipers and Sawyer Wreck at the moment. No, and there, it honestly couldn't be even between Vipers and Dark Cheek at this at this point. You know, th- this just proved, makes a very chaotic mixture that I don't know how it's going to really be handled 
amidst all of these other awesome combatants. You know, Matthews and Amira are paired off in the corner there. Promise and, and Vinny are, you know, trying to get some leverage on each other up against the ropes there. I just I don't under I, don't, I just don't know how this is going to work out. This is a powder keg in the ring between the, these three women. Well, and Amir getting an assist from Sawyer Rack. Nicole Matthews has been eliminated. Oh, it's sad to see it's sad to see a veteran like Nicole get out of this match with still a fair amount of time left to spare. I was really hoping to see Nicole. The only like, Canadian contingent so far. Ah, I'm sorry, so that, Hallie. that pains me. But I mean, you're looking at this. I mean, we've got some veterans in the ring still. We've we've got Dark Sheik, obviously, but like you know, Nicole Matthews just you know, old, like, old guard sh- Shimmer era, you know, icon of Shimmer era, like, that's, that's a sad elimination to have. Number 18. Oh, you know, whenever you hear Rocket number nine, that you know things are about to get intense. Ali Catch has entered the Royal Grumble. Okay, so we've had our Hood Slam representation and now a very thorough GCW representation. Dark Sheik obviously being the like center of of that uh of that Venn diagram here. It is so good to see Allie in this match in full, full Allie uh criminal mode. <laughs> True, but Allie's presence could throw a match on this entire situation that we were talking about previously, right? You already have like Vipress and, and Dark Sheik there and the, and the complicated feelings between the two of them. Sheik and Catch are clearly close partners in the Thrussy trio that we know so well from GCW. And then, of course, Sawyer Wreck, anytime that she's present, there's anything can, can blow up, honestly. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the knives to come out. What we don't have is Promise Braxton, Alley Catch, with a clothesline, Promise has uh, been eliminated. Damn. Oh, wait, not to – oh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but at the same time, Vipress has delivered a, a huge boot to the back of Dark Sheik and knocked her over the top rope to the floor. That shocking elimination, Sheik had been in here the longest, really, like we said, ran the gamut for the first time. The, the irony of it, when she had Sandra Moon and Lara Frazier at her side, Hood Slam really took over. She lost that, and she was felled by a Hood Slam member herself in Vipress. So who are we dealing with now? We've got Chantilly Shella, Amira, Benny, Sawyer Rack, Vipress, Ali Catch. We've got our number 19 entrant on the way. Canada is back in the house. Some people know her as Ali. Some people know her as Cherry Bomb from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, making her first appearance since leaving AEW. It's the return of Cherry Bomb. Cherry has not been seen on the scene in a while. She went to, under different aliases, she went to Impact Wrestling, where she was Allie. She was one of the Undead Bridesmaids. She ended up in AEW with the Butcher and the Blade. And it's just so great to see Cherry Bomb back and to see Allie back in the ring, mixing it up with another Allie. No, I completely agree. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted. It's so great to see, it's so great to see her back in action. It feels like it's been forever. It feels like it's been too, too long to see, to see, you know, formerly Allie back in the ring, 
Dak doing her thing as Cherry Bomb. Well, I mean, it's been so long since we've seen this gimmick, right? Like 2019, I think, maybe for Rise. True, and and it, and it makes it. It, honestly, like it, it makes for a, a good point of reentry into into the scene here at GTW. You know, Allie obviously Cherry Bomb wanting to make a big statement in her return to to the independent scene. What better way than to win the GTW Royal Grumble? In the meantime, Sawyer Wreck has unfortunately eliminated Chantilly Shella from the match. She'll have to join Raylan in the locker room as we are nine seconds away from the final entrance in the drum ball. Roll out the red carpet. Deathmatch royalty is here. Dark Sheik was serving cunt in the ring, but now we just have one coming to the ring. Steph DeLander is the number 20 entry in the match. Of in course, the, the, the queen of indie wrestling, according to some magazines. Princess Peach, her own. <laughs> Grumble is right. I feel like Steph DeLander uh, really earns that role from uh, the way that she just, you know, looks down upon and treats her her fellow competitors here. But she's coming in big and strong and side up wreck already. The, the, other, the other people in this match, though, do not seem happy to see her. They are actually... They're actually surrounding her, <laughs> and she might be big and strong, but there are six other people here contending to take home the the, the the jug. She actually hasn't even thrown a punch yet or anything. She's just yelling at them, just to, to verbally degrading the rest of the competition. It's, it's as if she already feels like she sh- she has won this. She shouldn't even be in this contest. Oh, we've got a we've got a team up here. Everybody is lending a hand as they grab onto Steph. There is a hand on an arm. They're, they are just going to, oh, there she goes, just tossing her right out. It's a group effort. Wow. Somewhere Matt Cardona is crying into his beer. Steph DeLander eliminated. Didn't even land a single move. Nope. I, I no. mean, maybe, maybe she was taking the Grumble name too seriously and thought that this was a uh, just a, a, a bitch fest. <laughs> we're down to our final six people are pairing up we've got cherry bomb and alley catch we've got vipers and Vanny. we've got amira and sawyer wreck one of these six will take home the jug stop calling it that it's not a jug <laughs> what is it <laughs> it looks like a jug to me mayday can i get a can i get some clarification up here <laughs> i'm seeing a thumbs up <laughs> uh, so I'm, be- I'm being told that it is a jug shaped Receptacle, <laughs> which will not be going to Canada. Cherry bomb over the top rope. Oh, her big comeback thwarted already. Ali, thank you for coming. You know, it's all right. This is a good start for for the comeback here. This is not a good night for those small guys. We're getting everybody. Any of our slightest competitors are getting are getting eliminated to and fro. Well, Vipress is still in there, uh, managing to stick it out with, uh, with oof, yeah, Alley Catch, Venny, Amira, Sawyer Rack. Sawyer, probably the biggest of the five remaining. Is in that right, Brian? Oh, clearly, clearly. She has the clear advantage here. We've seen it already, just the way she's been eliminating people effortlessly almost. Um, it's the same reason the Big Show wins every Rumble he ever enters. Size, exactly. Size is the difference maker. 
Yokozuna always won the WWE version of this match four years in a row, I believe. Yeah, it totally wasn't the fact that Randy Savage uh, tried to pin him in, in, in one of these matches. Um, but no, like clearly Sawyer Wreck, I think, is is the woman to beat in, in this contest right now. And, and she clearly is trying to exude some of that over Viper is clearly looking for a bit of revenge over the that kind of two faced elimination of Dark Sheik earlier in the contest. And she has her set up in the corner and this wreck is backing up, coming in with a head of steam, looking to just lariat vipers's head off of her body but oh oh wait no vipers is duck drop kicked the knee clearly and now is being joined by alley catch to hoist sawyer over the top and a final drop kick from Vinny will send her tumbling to the mat sawyer huge elimination has been eliminated Elimination. That was a that was another team effort. And she's not happy. She's throwing a fit at ringside. But hey, it's over. It's over. We have our final four: Amira, Ali, Catch, Vipress, and Venny. Amira's been here in here over 20 minutes at this point. An amazing performance from from her so far. You know, not a lot of eliminations, but you know the. Most eliminations is not the name of the game in the Royal Grumble. It's about who lasts to the end. Exactly, exactly, Brian. This is not this is a marathon, not a sprint. And you're not looking necessarily to like rack up the elimination so much as you are to make it to that finish line. Getting those eliminations, it's great. We've got women in this ring who have a couple of uh, scalps on their belt, but this is not that's not the goal. Well, speaking of, you know, we talked a lot about alliances so far in this match. It looks like Vipress is trying to convince Alley Catch to kind of team up a little bit here. You know, but they're past, they do have a little bit of a shared history and connection, obviously, through Dark Sheik and Hood Slam. Maybe a, a, a Hood Slam contingent 2.0 here as we started in the contest. It looks like Ali is on board with this. It looks like we're going to pair up here. Ali and Vipress taking on Amira and, oh, I spoke too soon. Alley catch grabbing Vipress from behind, clubbing blow to the back of the head. Brutal, Alley. And Vipress is gone. What what, what I make Alley's Alley's record here on in the ring? I feel like of our remaining competitors, she's responsible for the vast majority of these eliminations. Yeah, very interesting. Dark Sheik and her team. Picked up most of the eliminations in the first half. Alley Catch coming in and cleaning up in the second half. We, we're getting some real thrusty supremacy here. Very much so. Very much so. Allie, of course, that elimination of Viper is clearly extracting a little bit of revenge for her, her thrusty partner there um, on, on Vipress, but now has to, has to contend with one of the brightest upstarts in independent wrestling and one of the most internationally beloved figures in, in, in independent pro wrestling. Not to mention one of the most decorated champions in independent pro wrestling. Ali Catch, Amira, and Venny throwing hands. Who will come out on top? Amira has been in there almost half an hour at this point. Toll has got to be catching up to her. I mean, what are we thinking here? I mean, what does anyone stand a chance against Venny? We're talking about someone who has held belts in so many major in Joshi and Japanese uh, promotions. We're talking about someone who has traveled all around, someone who is skilled against competitors big and small of every different style. To me, Venny is the obvious person to make it to the end here. 
Allie drops Amira. Venny drops Allie. Venny is going after Amira now, and Amira skins the cat, but Allie catch with a big boot to the face. Amira out of the match, and we are down to two. A stellar performance for 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 the young star there. Nothing to to feel bad about, I think, with lasting as long as she did in this match. The longest grumble performance that we have seen thus far in in the history of GGW. So kudos to her there. But tonight is not her night. But whose night will it be? We are down to the final two. It is Vinny and Allie catch. They're trying to catch their breath a bit, and but they are not letting their gaze break from one another here. Venny drew number 15. Allie Cash drew number 18. So we did see this time that the luck of the draw plays a big factor. These are two late draws in the match, and they are still here at the end, whereas people who drew 1-5, to five, they're long gone. Yeah, we saw a lot of really big, we saw like a lot of really powerful wrestlers in this match. And so to, you know, Square down to these two competitors. It's such an interesting slice of what women's wrestling is right now. Someone internationally renowned who's been wrestling since, I mean, I, I forget when Betty made her debut, maybe 2015. And Allie, not that much longer. So we've got people, two women wrestlers who are on a very similar like career trajectory and career length, squaring up. One who is just not a, not ashamed to go for it, to, to bite and to step. I'm waiting for the knives to come out. If, if there was any a point where the knives would come out, it would be now, honestly. You were just close to winning the grumble as they are locked up in the center of the ring, trying to jockey for position, trying to get a little bit of leverage to force one or the other towards the ropes and try and secure this win, secure that uh, that, that jug-like receptacle. Will the grumble jug go to Japan? Will it stay in America is the big question this time. We're seeing they're, they're fighting hard. They're fighting spirited. There is sportsmanship, at least, between these two women. It seems like we're going to get a clear fair one-on-one match here between these two very much so but i don't think it's going to last too much longer because it doesn't benefit either of them to to drag this out i think they want even though they were late entries you still had to wade through a ton of other entrants here so many people survived towards the end of this match that you know it's it's been wearing on them and i think the whoever has the most urgency here is going to be the one that secures the victory there's some sort yeah. of commotion on the entrance ramp now. I can't see what's going on from my perspective. It seems like, who is that? Who's who's coming out? Dark Sheik made her way back down to ringside. She has long been eliminated from the match, and yet now what is this about? I don't. I don't. Venny seems to have the advantage. Ali catches in. Ali catch onto the apron. It seems like we are moments away from having a winner here, but Sheik. Hovering nearby, right in, right, seemed to be seemingly right in the corner of Venny's eyeline, keeping Venny a little bit distracted. Oh, and that distraction has paid off as Allie has been able to just grab Venny by the neck and shoulders and kind of hoist her over the top rope onto the apron with her. Both of these women have gone over the top rope. They are on the apron right now, very precarious position. Just one wrong step could cause this, this. <laughs> whole thing to crumble for one of our final two here 
Uh, they are trading blows back and forth. There's a kick to the gut from from Vinny or from Ali rather. Excuse me, Vinny back with a thrust kick right to the chest. They are just not letting things go. Sheik, wait, Sheik has grabbed Vinny's ankle, and now Ali has utilized oh. that. Oh, this is robbery! To- Come on, where's the yeah, security she- team? Huge Larry Cat on to Vinny. That's gonna be it. She's over. It's over. 48 minutes and 12 seconds. Your very first Grumble winner, Alley Catch. I I I was I was about to say I I like Ali. I'm glad to have her winner. I don't like her very much right now. This was not how I wanted to see the Grumble go, to see the very first GGW Grumble end. Like I understand the disappointment. I understand the desire to have a a clear cut like winner here but at the same time the grumble doesn't like the grumble is a, is a place for taking advantage of situations and Allie and dark Sheik clearly had some plan worked out here that has come off to perfect fruition Allie catch will receive the the gilded jug-like receptacle here and will hold that for one year who knows what's what sort of treasures and trinkets will come her way now after claiming such a huge victory here in GGW. The way, yeah, Alley Catch and Dark Sheik, the way they are handling that jug, this is not how we wanted the show to end. No, it is not how we wanted to end, but you got to give it up for Sheik and for Alley being so smart going into this, having a plan, utilizing their connection. And Sheik here, like, let's not under mind Sheik's ability to use both of her alliances here, right? Her Hood Slam alliance and her GCW alliance to make it for as long as she possibly could. That is how you get legend status, my friends. That is very true. Make no mistake, though, Vinny will definitely have something to say at our next event, because I do not believe as 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 wistful as as Vinny is, she does not take these kinds of, of incidents and interjections lightly. I believe it. So many times in matches like this, you hear every person for themselves. It's a free for all, brother versus brother, partner versus partner, which is all, which, I, as I pointed out earlier in the match, always seems foolish to turn on your partner, to turn on a friend so early in the match when you have so much uncharted territory left to go. Dark Sheik, being the scholar, being the veteran, being the intelligent person that they are. She she took all this and she she relied on her alliances to carry her as far as she could in the match, which was pretty far, not all the way, but pretty far. And to the extent that when she herself was eliminated, came back and used those same smarts to at least pass off the win to a partner as well. Just oh, just think if we had allowed, exactly. if we had allowed cis dudes in this match and Effie had been there too, think of how this match could have been over 20 minutes ago. It very well might have been, but it is, it is a big brain moment here for two-thirds of Thrussies. Alley Catch leaves the arena arm-in-arm arm with Dark Sheik, carrying that jug-like receptacle with pride. And a bit of smugness, if I'm not, if I'm not you know, too candid. Yeah, just a little bit. It's probable. Oh, boy. It's going to be some interesting tension backstage. It's going to be an interesting scene at the airport tomorrow where... 90% of our competitors are flying out to LAX. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be an uneasy ride. 
I'm not looking forward to the emails from the other Toronto wrestlers going, what the hell, dude? We're right here. <laughs> it's going to be a long I mean, car, car ride back to Toronto for me and Sherry Baum. You're telling me the only Pittsburgh representation on this card was uh, no longer is located. <laughs> the only Pittsburgh representation on this card both li- reside in Texas. Hey, you want Pittsburgh representation? You got ED. The Enjoy Odyssey this March. Well, that's, well, that's, not, that's not Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, right. We love, we love Edie, but she does not live in our town. You're right. You're right. It is the opposite side of the state. I will also, I will again, say this. Totally not my West Coast influence. <laughs> <laughs> it's the luck of the draw, folks. Like, when you bring in, when you bring in someone to help you book something... You book what you know. It it is it is true. Yeah, it is true. And I, and I'll say straight up, you know, being out here in Toronto, I don't get to see Vipers. I don't get to see Nicole Matthews or uh, Chantilly Chella out here all that often. So maybe maybe I was maybe I got a little greedy with a checkbook in, I mean, in my I, choices. Absolutely. I mean, I was just complaining that I was just complaining that we never get to see Delilah Doom on this coast. So this is partially my, that you know, it's on me as well. Like, I want to see these people on my in my neck of the woods. So send your hate mail to gritglitterpod at gmail.com we're on instagram and twitter at gritglitterpod or you can support us on patreon and we'll take all your patreon money and we'll use it to fly in west coast wrestlers and make them fight for drugs yeah or we'll give it to you know actually existing promotions like enjoy wrestling for their march 9th odyssey uh you know cough cough pittsburgh pa get tickets now um or other promotions that you enjoy and wrestlers that you enjoy, because, you know, there's no shortage of great promotions that actually exist out there who are actually doing great work that we would love to help continue that work for. So you give us your money, we give it to them. It's a win, 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 win. Brian, where can people support you online? Well, you can always check out my uh, my podcast, LGBT in the Ring. New episodes drop every Thursday um to search for it on your favorite podcast platform of choice uh you can follow us on twitter at lgbt ring pod and instagram as well at lgbt ring pod and uh if you you can support the show as well at patreon.com slash lgbt ring pod that's our show thank you for being with us for this historic episode of grit and glitter next week on the show we will be talking about the WWE knockoff version that they call the Royal Rumble. Alliteration, I mean, whatever. I'm, I'm sure it will have its finer points, right? Like, you know, it's, it's WWE. They, they can do some things. I mean, wrestling is derivative of wrestling, right? Who knows? May, hey, maybe Shotzi Blackheart will have a big standing there and the Hood Slam Alliance will live on. That's the hope. Shotzi and Lita all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and also next week on the show, speaking of bussy, it will be Effie's Big Gay Brunch as well. Uh, look forward to it every time. Very much so. Like we're going to be covering that on my show as well. <laughs> so it's it's always a fun time when when brunch happens.